You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So uh, welcome to this Down the Pub podcast. I am your host, Anthony Abbott. On this episode, we are joined by two-time CPL champion, and 2020 Golden Glove winner. Such a big list of accomplishments, man. Uh, Tr- Tristan Henry, welcome to the show, Willie. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're, we're, I'm really excited. Uh, Maxime Tussaud was the first uh, Forge player I had on, so you're the second. And uh, yeah, it, it went well. I was kind of nervous, but uh, I haven't had an interview when he was kind of a nice guy. So uh, try, and do the, try and be the same. Uh, so... Um, before we get into like the main kind of topics, we, we I just like to do like a couple of kind of easier questions to kind of get us in the mood. So, uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal, uh, chicken wings. Oh, love it, man! Love chicken it. wings for sure. <laughs> Are you sauce on or sauce on the side? Sauce on for sure. Yeah. Okay, you're not a heathen. Uh, so, uh, your favorite sports book or movie? You remember the Titans? That love was it. my favorite movie. First movie, yeah, for sure. Well, Great movie. Uh, your favorite away stadium? In the CTL? Wherever you've played. Uh, you've, you've, you've played in a lot of places, man. So whatever. Uh, I'd say Calgary. Nice. Calgary's nice. nice. I'm sure, you, I'm sure the, uh, the fans kind of uh, grind your gears when you're out there, right? Give you the gears, right? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not big fans of us. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the best thing about being a professional uh, football player? The fact that that's your job, you wake up and do that every day. Wake up and play football every day, that's the best job in the world. Yeah, man, that's pretty nice. So I get to wake up and like sell shit and it's the most boring thing in the world. So <laughs> you, you'll never know how jealous I am. So um, <laughs> so before before we get talking about Forge and look ahead to the playoffs uh, this weekend, it's such an amazing time for Canadian football right now. Um, what did you think of the game on Tuesday night in Edmonton? Uh, definitely cold. Um, but we, we, we use the weather in our favor. That's in the first game and second game. But it's just amazing to see where the national team is today. Um, with the players they have, um, even the teams that they're on and what they're doing in CONCACAF qualifying. It's just amazing. Um, to be honest, I never thought I would see that in my lifetime, just seeing where Canada soccer has come from and the step it's taken out. It's just, it's crazy. And I think everyone should be along for the ride. Yeah, man. And, and being honest, like I know that they kind of played the, the game in Edmonton for the weather, but like it, I don't even think that played a factor. I think that they just played really well. They outplayed Mexico, which like even five years ago you wouldn't have imagined. Like we amazed about how how much they were able to like like they were, they were good enough to to keep it up with the Mexicans. Yeah, for sure. I think they they don't back down to any team um, in Concacaf. So I think they drew with Mexico when they played them at the Azteca as well. So it shows that they're not afraid and and they definitely have the quality to to be competing with these teams and like it shows now they're on top of the table so they definitely deserve to be there so what did you think of the goalkeepers uh hood thing and uh are you gonna bring that in yourself because uh, it's gonna be pretty <laughs> cold out in uh hamilton <laughs> <laughs> i respect it because I've, I've tried it a couple of times in cpl but the rest of me take it off right away <laughs> so I, I totally respect it <laughs> well, now he now he's done it. Uh, hopefully that they give you a break with it, man. So, um, so, so uh, as I mentioned, this weekend sees the start of the the CPL playoffs. Um, you've had some great tussles already with Yorks this season. So, what are you kind of expecting from the game, and what are you expecting from York? 
um, they're a tough, energetic team, and I think they they play well against us, and they're always up for it. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. Um, like I said, they're energetic. They they never they never stop running. So as long as we're good tactically and we match their effort, I think we'll be okay. But like I said, it's gonna be a tough game, and um, yeah, they're a really good team. So um, how important is having the home field advantage for you guys, and um, how cool is it to be uh, like? Playing your Champions League, uh, your champion, your Concacaf League thing, uh, qualifiers in uh, back in front of a home crowd. Yeah, I think it's huge for us. I think we play better when we're at home, especially with our fans there, the atmosphere, um, how loud they are. And we've had some special nights at Tim Hortons Field so far. Um, like they're they're only there to push us, and to have that environment will will definitely help us in a game like this in a knockout game. As you mentioned, uh, like York, are a very young and energetic team. So, how would you counteract playing against a team that's like that? Uh, I think it, we we play best against them and we press them high and um, just try and keep the ball as much as we can. Um, work work the zones that that we work on in training, um, and then once we do that, we're able to exploit them. Um, like I said, they're good on their counterattacks. We have to limit that as much as we can, and then, like I said, just master energy and and tax- tactically, and then uh, we should be okay. I mean, like you guys have been here before. Like it's uh, this will be like, you know, you've won the thing twice. You're the only winners of it. So, how much is that experience going to help you as coming into these kind of big games? Yeah, it helps. Um, like like you said, playing in the, um, playing playoffs two years in a row, winning two years in a row. I think we we've, we've learned how to play these big games, and of course, Canadian Championship and Concacaf. I think we know how to play in in these big games, especially knockout games. So that experience will be huge for us in a game like this. So another big game that happened on Tuesday was uh, your game against uh, Calvary. Obviously not as big as a Canadian one, but uh, to, to the CPL fans, it was a big game. So um, obviously they're your big rivals, but it's the second second loss in a row where you haven't scored. Um, are, are you guys concerned about that? Or is it just like the end of the season and you're just kind of, your mind's on bigger things? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say I don't think it's much of a concern. I think we, we, we changed the lineup a lot to play those two games, and especially as bad as it sounds, but we knew those games didn't mean anything towards our season. Um, I think I, it could be a good or a bad thing, but I don't think – I think once a, it's a knockout game and we know the pressure's on for rest of the occasion, but I don't think those are two games to be too worried about. Yeah, like I mean, like Bobby kind of talked about the positives from the two games. Uh, what positives did you take yourself coming away from those two? Um, I think it was, it was a good chance for us to for some guys that haven't been able to to play much during the season, so they're able to get out there and express themselves. But um, also, I think aside from the game, it gave um, a lot of guys um, a good break that we needed heading in towards the knockout game. Like I said, we've been playing three um, sorry game every three days. We played thirty six games already this year, a lot more than a lot of CPL teams. So that break and even just a mental break itself will be good for our team. Um, that's aside from um, being on the football pitch, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like looking at looking at the way your team is compared to most of the others in the CPL. Whenever a player comes out and the player steps in, it kind of seems like it's seamless. Is that something that you guys like work really hard on in in training? That no matter who's playing in a position, that they know exactly what it is they're supposed to do. Yeah, and I think that stems from the, the coaching staff and just bringing players that are like like-minded and that have the same ability uh, like you said so one guy comes off one guy goes on nothing much changes in the way we play or the ability of the player 
Um, but like you said, all the all of our attackers, midfielders, are all drilled the same way to do the same thing. So, like you said, it, it seems seamless sometimes when one guy goes in and one guy comes. Uh, one guy goes out, one guy comes in. Right. So, so how are you? Um, as you mentioned there, like I mean, you've been playing like like three games nearly for the whole season uh, every week. So, for yourself, like how are you coping with that, like mentally and physically, uh, to to make sure you're staying sharp? Uh, it's just a lot of recovery. Um, I think once a lot that we do when it's not during the game is is literally just recovery. We don't have time to um, implement a lot for training. Um, just recovery days and and uh, giving the the body a rest and <laughs> mentally just getting as much sleep as you can within that time. Um, watching video and just make sure you stay sharp in that way because you can only do so much with your with your body and playing every three days you become fatigued and then it becomes a mental state. So getting sleep and stuff like that is the most important. So with, with you guys like um, uh, being so successful and like the amount of games, like what, what do you think the league needs to do to kind of help out the teams going forward? Because like obviously they kind of have to condense things because of the Canadian weather and stuff like that. But what do you think the league needs to do to kind of help you guys out? Because, you know, it's only, I, I think it's only by sheer will you guys are getting into these, into the Champions League and all that kind of stuff because, you know, you can see in a lot of your games you are fatigued. Uh, what do you think the league yeah. needs to do to help you out? I think it's tough on the league, especially these last two years with the pandemic. They, they could only have done so much. I think they did a great job to, to get the season going last year and then um, get as many games as they could this year with all the restrictions. So I think in the future, they have a, they have a good plan to stretch the games out and give us enough rest. But these last two years, I don't think there was much they could have done. I think they did the best they could to to get two seasons going on. So you you've kind of um, you've propelled the status of the Canadian game by making the the Concacaf Champions League. Um, so how difficult was to was it to get there? Like I mean, like you're playing like like uh, you're not even just playing games in Canada. You're playing games in Honduras and you're playing in uh, like a lot of these kind of places in, in Central America. Like uh, how difficult has this journey been for you? Yeah, it's it's been it's been tough, but it's been good. And I think since the first year we've been traveling uh, to Honduras, Guatemala, this year Costa Rica, Panama, and even last year during the pandemic, um, traveling to those countries and playing games and being successful. Um, but like it's it's something that we're used to now. Um, it's something that you expect to when you got Forge expected to win those games as well. Um, like you said before, we even went to Halifax. We we flew to Costa Rica, played the game, and went straight to Halifax, um, all within one day, and then played a day later. Um, but that's just what—that's how, how it is at Forge. And regardless of what we have to go through, we're expected to win those games, and and that's the standard that we set there. I think. So, how are the crowds different in Central America compared to what you're kind of dealing with in in Canada? Like, how is it more hostile? Are the fans crazier? <laughs> Yeah, the fans, are, yeah, the fans are different there, but it's really good. It's a lot of a lot of singing, a lot of playing with instruments and stuff like that. Of course, they heckle you, but you don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> the times, but <laughs> you know, it's not good. But by the way, they're saying it, but <laughs> but it's 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 different. But it's different in a good way, and it, it's something you want to enjoy as a footballer, especially being those environments. So it's different, but yeah, it's something you you definitely relish for sure. 
I'll, uh, I'll have to talk to some of the fans here in Halifax and say we need to up our uh, instrument game to make it a bit more <laughs> difficult for us next year. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, like the, the, the last game where you, like, you, you won 3-0 and you qualified for the, the Champions League, uh, obviously going down 3-1 in the away game, like, how difficult was the, like, um, what was the pressure like for you guys to, to get that result? And what was Bobby's message beforehand and the game plan to, uh, to get the result? Um, so when we went, we played the first game in yeah Costa Rica. So I don't think it's not like they they outplayed us or anything like that. It was just simple mistakes that we made, um, basically shooting ourselves in the foot. So once we were able to get away from that and just um, get away from the mistakes, we were able to play the game and play the game how we wanted to. Um, just and we had to go out there and attack them, press them high, uh, attack them on the outside. Um, especially coming to Canada now for their first time to playing in the cold. I think that helped helped us as well, um, and especially that having that game on the back of the Montreal game with the the emotions there, I think we really just took our anger out on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, it was to be honest, it was it was a, it was a it was a it was a steep hill that we had to climb to come back from three one, especially against a, a good team like that, a historic team um, in Concacaf. They already qualified for Champions League as well, so. Uh, it was a great win, and Bobby, was, his message was always that we could win the game, and he, he was always confident that he said we're going to win the game, said we're going to advance. Um, we we knew that all we had to do was win to get into Champions League. Not only did we win, but we uh, advanced and playing the semifinal of Concacaf League as well. So, like, I, I always ask professional footballers this because, like, the games come so quick and fast and you kind of just don't really have time to take stock of it. But, like, did the next day, did you kind of think to yourself, like, what an, an achievement? Like, a, a team that's only, like, three years old in a league that's yeah. brand new has already made the Champions League. Like, do you guys, like, take stock of all these achievements that you are making? Yeah, it, it's, it's funny that you ask that because we think we, we talk about that sometimes in the locker room, but... Um, with the games coming so fast, it's hard to even stop and enjoy the moment, enjoy it, especially what's going on in the history that you've made because that game is done and you're playing a game two days later or three days later. So you're just you're right back at it. So I think you just enjoy it for the day and then you're right back at it. But hopefully after the season, you're able to sit back and enjoy what we've done. And uh, like it's kind of hard to see through the TV screen, like the atmosphere, but like what was the atmosphere like in, in, in the ground, like when you guys were trying to make try and get that win like was the was the crowd like really pushing you guys forward yeah it was energetic from the beginning um i think tim Horns field i think you have to be there to really to really understand the atmosphere there i think it's different from any other club in the in the league because i think uh like some other teams they play in smaller grounds where the guy uh crowds are like on top of you so it makes it easier but they're a lot they're further than a bigger stadium so they're really loud and they really push us forward, chance and everything like that. Um, so yeah, it's a different environment there. It definitely helped us in that second leg. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I get to go to an away game. Um, obviously, Hamilton's probably the closest one, or Ottawa is probably the closest one to us. So kind of, kind of, kind of cool to see the atmosphere because all I'm used to is the Wanderers ground, and it's like so tight and compact. You don't really get to get the flavor of these uh, bigger stadiums. So it'll be kind of fun to see. Um, so, so I mean, like. Uh, you you mentioned there about the the Canadian Championship. I, I hate to bring it up because obviously it was a bit heartbreaking for you guys, but like you must have been happy with how you played. Like I mean, like like over the ninety minutes, you were much the better team. Um, like you, you must be happy with how you played. 
yeah, I think we played played a really good game against Montreal. I think, like you said, we we created a better chance. We should have won that game in 90 minutes. We missed a lot of good chances. I think we outplayed them, played them off the park, Montreal, to be honest. Um, but he says that's a, that's the harsh reality of football sometimes. But like I said, we we took that game, we 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 looked it over, and we said, look, we played a really good game. We should have won the game, played against the MLS team, and we we knew we had a Santos coming up next in Concacaf League. Like I said, we just had all the confidence from that game, and like I said, we took it out on them. But it was, <laughs> it was a good game against Montreal for sure. So when's going into penalties? Uh, you know when you're taking a penalty like you just have that moment to think about when you're a goalkeeper you have a, all of these penalties to to face so like were you nervous before like going in like into the shootout like what's what was the emotions for yourself going into that uh the shootout yeah i think going to the, the shootout initially um like we usually know where, where guys are going we have a list of oh i have a list of where guys usually shoot on their pks so i was pretty confident in that Um, so I knew I just had to, to read what was on the sheet and go that way. I think a lot of the pressure is more on the kick taker than the goalkeeper. Your uh, goal is just to make one save and that's it. Um, but as as the shootout kept uh, progressed, um, you just forget about everything else. I didn't realize, I don't know if I told this story, but I didn't realize I was the 11th shooter that it was even the 10th shooter. So, <laughs> oh my <laughs> so God. Took the peak. Yeah, so the guy took the PK and he scored, and I just turned and I grabbed my bottle to go back to the side, and I think it was Christian Jack. He turned to me and he said, "Tristan, you're next," and, said, <laughs> and my heart stopped, and I said, "What?" <laughs> so I had no clue I was up next to shoot. So when I grabbed that ball, a million things are going through my mind. I think the pressure of the whole game is on my is on me now to take a PK. Um, I've never taken a professional PK in my life. I don't even take them in training. Oh um, my god! Why would you? Like, what? what do you, what's the chances that you'd actually ever get to take one? <laughs> yeah, I know. Usually, when I I step up and take a penalty in training day, all the guys laugh and tell me to stop messing around, <laughs> and then look what happened. <laughs> so it's all their fault. It's all their fault, right? <laughs> I'm blaming them to, to the day I die. It's all their fault. and they didn't tell me. I was, they could have shouted and said, "Just in your neck." No one said a word. So, so like like when you put the ball down like so did you like did you know where you were going to hit it or was your mind just like what am I up to <laughs> what's going on <laughs> yeah it was, it was more like why am I up so I picked the ball up I put it on Tony spot but my back was to the goal so that was my first mistake I didn't even know what I was doing <laughs> I turned around put the ball down again, and I stepped back and the whole time I'm thinking like what do I do like I, I thought about smashing it. I thought about going to the right. I usually go to the right. I just ran up there. I stopped and I went to the left, like I never do. And that was it. Yeah, like th that's that's the thing that most people think of when for a goalkeeper, you're just gonna smash it. That's kind of the way it is. But I don't think anybody realizes like the pressure that you're under uh, when, when that kind of happens. So so is that like the is preparation <laughs> the the secret to a good penalty shootout? I think it's just knowing you're next at least <laughs> plan something I had nothing planned I, I had nothing planned it was crazy I, I can just imagine the next penalty shoot out that if you're next there's gonna be like everybody <laughs> behind the goal like it's you everyone <laughs> everyone oh god so so like like what was it like like 
knowing that you were going toe to toe with an MLS team and you were able to um, to match them, like does, does it make you feel? Does it make you feel good? Like at the, the standard in the CPL is actually pretty decent. Yeah, definitely. Um, the fact that we're able to compete with these MLS teams in such, um, like you said, the three years of existence. You have Calgary beating Vancouver, Pacific beating Vancouver, um, and us going toe to toe. Montreal should have won the game. Then also in Concacaf League, playing in um, giants like Olympia um, and beating them, beating them at Tim Hortons Field, teams like Santos. These are all established teams in Concacaf playing for uh, many years. Taro. So I think we have that confidence that we can go up against anyone really and, and give them a game. So that confidence definitely helps. I, I definitely think that over the winter break, you need to uh, learn Spanish. So next, next year you'll know <laughs> what it is. So you can, you can give them a bit of banter back, man, when you go to places. So, yeah, so we like, have guys like Omar and Josh that help us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, so like kind of taking it all the way back, like um, what, got, what got you interested in, in football in the first place? Was it like uh, a parent or was it just like school? Like what kind of got you into the game in the first place? Uh, I think it was just watching it growing up really as a kid. And then I mean, my mom got me into it early and I just loved this since then. I've always had the passion and the drive to play the game and I always had ambitions to play it at the professional level, at the collegiate level. So I think I always set those goals and I, always having the love and passion for the game will always drive you forward. I think that's what helped me. So um, why why become a goalkeeper? Like It's, it's usually like, you know, just the... They say like you need to be a bit crazy to be a goalkeeper. Uh, like, well, mm. is was that the reason? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually a striker until I was about uh, nine or ten years old, and I was just fast, athletic. I was just fast at everyone, but I couldn't shoot. Um, there's a span of two years that I went without. I didn't score one goal, and I was a striker. And I was like, this is not for me. I have to try something else. And I don't know how I ended up in the goal, but I ended up in the goal and. <laughs> if i can't score them i'll save them (laughs) exactly i guess i'm a bit crazy too Uh, there's probably there's probably some record for like under 10 football in ontario that you you hold a record for not scoring (laughs) at all in the under (laughs) so hope that never comes out (laughs) so so, um if if young kids want to become goalkeepers like what kind of tips would you give them like what 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 lessons did you learn along your way to become professional that really helped you uh, develop your game me i think being a goalkeeper i can say this all the time is just just being confident just being fearless as a goalkeeper we're going into challenges getting balls shot at us point blank i respect you to do the the crazy thing i think you just have to be confident and just, just fearless as a goalkeeper and as you as you grow you learn the game a lot more how to read the game, um, crosses, shots, um, the way guys go up to the ball, the way guys shoot the ball, things like that. You learn gradually. But I think once you have the love for the game, and like I said, just be fearless and you'll be okay as a goalkeeper. So what's the – which player had the the hardest shot that you kind of had to face that, like, where you were just like, whoa? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on our team is Tiso. Yeah, really? Yeah, he's – yeah, he shoots. He shoots from anywhere, and the ball's <laughs> dipping side, left, up, down. It's crazy. Please, yeah. So, 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 you know, coming into the the last legs of the the season and the playoffs ahead, like, 
what's the like what what's the message from Bobby like that that you know what you guys need to do to to get past York and get into the final? What's what's the what's the plan? Do you think um, like looking forward to the the end of the season? Uh, we talked about it today. Actually, talked about uh, what we've been through this year, starting with the bubble, playing every three day three days, traveling. Um, like I say, playing uh, much more games than many teams in the CPL. And I think he just reinstated the fact that we just have to play hard and, and match the level of other teams. And I think once we do that, um, we're fine and, and pay attention to um, how we want to play tactically. And he said, like, the only time we've taken our foot off the gas is when we've lost games. And, and that's a big testament to, to, to the guy. And I think once we, we, we match the energy and we're, and, um, we're aware tactically we'll be okay, but like I said, we've been through a lot this year. We've achieved a lot, but if we come up short in these games, kind of feels like it's all for nothing. So, so what does it what does it feel like knowing that uh, everybody else in the CPL wants you guys to lose? <laughs> <laughs> it's something. It's something we've been used to for the last two years. I think we get we get every team's best game. I think sometimes you watch other games in the CPL and it's like, what is, like there's no energy or what are these guys doing? And they come and play us and it's like, it's everything for them. They score a goal and it's like they won the league. So I think we, we know that everyone's out to get us, whether it's the players, everything like, I don't want to say the rest, but yeah, and the players are the team. So um, yeah, we always get every team's best and we know everyone's out to get us. So. I love that. It's like, you know, that every game is going to be a tough game. But I guess that kind of makes, because uh, it just looks like the the team spirit, like, just looks incredible. Like, you guys just, like, it's almost like it's you against the rest of the world. Like, so, like, it, what is that the kind of vibe that you guys have that, like, is there, like, a really tight, because you have a lot of the players that started with Forge are still there. Like, you, don't, you haven't had that much of a change. Um, yeah. it's, it's like, it's that, is, do you guys have that mentality that these are kind of like a brotherhood? Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of guys played um, with each other before even getting to Forge, um, played together at, at Sigma with Bobby. He's played a lot of years with him. So I think, uh, that helps us, um, being a, a really tight knit group and the guys that come and they fit in easily. Um, so yeah, that definitely helps us. And, like you said, we know everyone's out to get us. We know we're going to get every team's best game. So we just, we're just always aware of that. And we know um, how it feels to be a champion. We never want to lose that feeling. So we just use that and we just uh, band together. <laughs> That's all we could do, really. So you guys have like the, conceded the, the least amount of goals this season. Do those kind of records mean a lot to you or do you not like you don't really care? You just want to win a championship? Because obviously, like as a goalkeeper, that's kind of like the stat that. I would think would be the one that you'd be kind of uh, interested in the most. Yeah, yeah, we take we take pride in that, keeping the ball out of our net, and I think that's that's a testament to a champion and the and the recipe to be a champion. Um, starts from the, starts from the back. As long as you can defend, you can never lose if the team never scores. So we really take pride in in defending, and then we know that we have really good attacking players, and they can go up there and score goals for us. So yeah, we take pride in defending, and I think. Um, it's one of our main goals heading into every game you know, that we have to defend, defend first and attack second. So, so uh, Kurt, Kurt Larson was on Twitter and he was uh, singing the praises of 
uh, Elman Cisse, um, saying that he's his MVP for for this year. Um, he's kind of one of those players that just goes about his business. He's like Conte, just goes about his business and mm-hmm. just does what he has to do. But, but what, what's it like playing alongside somebody like that? And um, it, it, is it great for you as a goalkeeper knowing that you have that shield kind of in front of your defence? Yeah, Cisse is selfless. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just, he, oh man, he's so funny, and he just—he came here. He didn't speak much English, and now he just—he has these couple words of English that he speaks, and everyone understands. We just, but like I said, he just—he never stops running. He's always full of energy. You can put him on any position on the field, and he'll give you everything. It'd be good tactically as well. He has been playing right back now, and he's a center defensive mid or a ten or a, an eight. So you can put him anywhere on the field, and he'll do the job. But like you said, he'll always go under the radar. He's like a Conte. He just goes about his business. Doesn't speak much English. Just smiles and just loves life. But he's one of the best guys you ever meet. I promise you. I love it. I love it. Um, and then, like, like my, my last question before we just get into the last little bit of the show. Um, like, like Tristan Borges came back at the start of the season, and um, he kind of didn't really have the best return. He was kind of kind of took him a while to get going. Um. As as teammates, like how did you guys help him get over that kind of hump? Because uh, he's playing amazing right now. Yeah, yeah. So we we all know his ability. That's what got him the move after the first year. And I think uh, twenty twenty, he didn't play many games given the pandemic and everything that was going on with his team in Belgium. So we're just patient, and we just told him to be patient. Just don't force anything. We we know your ability. You know your ability, and it's gonna come back. So it's just about getting reps in, and we didn't have much of a preseason either. So he used the season, the beginning of the season, just to get his legs under him. Had a couple, a couple injuries, but now he's back and he's playing. It's the old uh, Tristan Borges, the one that everyone's used to seeing. So he's good now and his confidence is back again. Yeah, uh, I, I interviewed Aiden Daniels and he said that he's uh, Borges is the Canadian Messi. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably don't tell him that because his head will probably just get big. Um, so <laughs> um, the, the last part of the show, uh, I ask everybody this question. So you're going to play in a five-a-side tournament from the players you've played with. Who makes your team? Okay. I'll just say everyone on fours. Okay. So we have... Okay, I'm going to take myself. So we have Becker, Cissé, Borges, Moe, and Kwame. It's a decent team, right? That's a pretty decent <laughs> team, man. <laughs> it just goes to show yeah. you how good that Forge team is that you can just name these players <laughs> off and it's just like, yeah, it's a good team. So, um, <laughs> before I let you go, uh, who who would be your candidate for MVP this year? I know that Joe Morelli's been talked about. Buso's kind of is out of running because he got injured and, and stuff like that. But like, uh, who would be your MVP for the season? I'm going to be biased. Of course. Say <laughs> Cissé or Kwame Awa would be my I, MVP. Love it. And th- th- that's the thing. Like they both had amazing seasons. Obviously the goal scorers are the ones that always kind of get these kind of awards. And Joe Morelli has had an, an amazing season. But as I said, like, Player, some players like that just kind of go under the radar and people don't really count them when they really should. So, man, best of luck for the rest of the season. You've made it, you've made the CPL look 
incredible. Like, uh, as I said, like the rest of us kind of hate Forge, but it's only because we're jealous. That's all it is. So um, <laughs> best, best of luck on, on, on the weekend against York. And uh, I look forward to seeing how uh, the, the rest of the season goes for you, man. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No worries, buddy. Take care. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.